Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers and to our listeners on the radio. Today we'll be talking about the work of the Erie Community Foundation under new leadership now for the last couple of months. My guest is Karen Billowith, who is new president and CEO and the first female president of the Erie Community Foundation. So welcome here to our program. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. So you have been on the job only a short time, coming most recently, I understand, from the Idaho Community Foundation, but you have had a long career in community philanthropy. So tell us a little bit more about your background. Yes, thank you. I have spent about the past 20 years working in philanthropy, which is really my passion especially community foundations. So the thing that's really special about the Erie Community Foundations and all community foundations is that we really sit at the um, intersection between generous people in the community, our donors, and the organizations that are doing great work. And that, um, because of that, um, we're able to match donors and their interests with things that are happening in the community. And that is very rewarding, but it also has, it's very impactful and meaningful. So what appealed to you about the Erie Community Foundation job? And why don't you give us your impressions uh, now that you've been here for a little while of, of, I guess, Erie in general and how the Erie Community Foundation is doing broadly. When I first came to Erie for the interview, there were a couple things that I noticed that were very appealing in terms of my decision to come to Erie. One was that our board is very engaged and they are thinking about, okay, what, how can the Erie Community Foundation make the best impact in the community? The other was that as I was introduced to some of our community partners, I could really feel that a couple of things. One is that people here love Erie and that's really, really important to the work of a community foundation. And the other is that the, the public sector, the private sector, and philanthropy were already working together to say, hey, what are our big challenges as a community, and what can we each do collaboratively to help make some change happen? And that doesn't always happen in other communities, yet it's super important to, as I said, making meaningful impact. So I saw this as a great opportunity to bring my experience working in um, communities like Erie in upstate New York, but also in Idaho, to bring my experience to bear on these important community challenges. So you said that isn't something that always happens in other communities. I think I can safely <laughs> say it wasn't always happening here either. So uh, clearly a, a formula happened or a, a good foundation happened for you uh, to build upon. I know you have a master's in public administration from the University of Colorado, a bachelor in economics from Boston <laughs> College. Uh, so maybe you can share with us your thoughts on what the unique challenges are for fundraising in this pandemic period that seems to just have no end. I think there are some challenges that are universal, meaning across the country we're seeing the same things. Especially right now, um, people are getting a little bit of pandemic fatigue and we're hearing that in all different ways. But what that means for fundraising is they may not be thinking it's as critical of a challenge. But what we know from our nonprofit community partners is that they're still seeing the same challenges, the um, need to change the way they deliver services sometimes because of you know, needing to react to the pandemic, but then also um, organizations that rely on some type of earned revenue, like all of our performing arts organizations are, are finding different challenges. So at the same time that donors who initially responded so generously to um, the pandemic 
there may be some fatigue. So we're trying to keep people aware that the challenges still exist. It's going to take our nonprofits, you know, a couple of years to recover from this. And the other thing that I think we saw across the country and here in Erie is that really COVID um, shone a light on and exasperated some of the needs that already existed in the community, especially around basic human services. So our role at the Community Foundation is to constantly remind our donor about um, our donors about those needs and really help hopefully inspire them to continue to give. As you know, we um, had a really successful year this year with Erie Gives, so that helps in this uh, because those dollars for are so important to the organizations. And we just have to keep up the reminders about the importance of giving, especially end of year giving. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Erie Gives in a bit. But, but how do you power through this moment then? You've expressed what the challenges are. Um, does the messaging come from the organizations themselves, from the Erie Community Foundation to remind people of the need that's still there or some combination of both? I do think it is a combination of both. Our role is really to help our donors and the community in general understand what's happening in the community and the great organizations that are addressing needs. And if we can um, help amplify the voice of those local nonprofits and help them get their word out, then together, collectively, we're really able to um, inspire, but also get the message out. So I think that's really critical. And the other thing is that a lot of times donors will come to us, or donors we already work with, and say, I want to help in this area. Then we're able to say, what about these organizations? So we, through our Helping Today grants, support traditional and real basic community needs. And we say to our donors at the end of the year, every year, hey, would you think about contributing to this um, grant fund so that we can support more organizations? Before we move on from talking kind of about you and your general impressions as you start the job here, let's just touch on the fact that you that you are a woman and you <laughs> are in this leadership position. Um, what are your thoughts on that and have women really always played a major role when it comes to philanthropy? Since the inception, I guess, of philanthropy, I would say yes, women have always been really important to not only giving in the community, but also to helping lead our community organizations. So if you look historically back on some of our key um, famous philanthropists, it's typically women um, who have been involved behind the scenes. And I'm really proud to be the first woman CEO at the Erie Community Foundation because I think that it, in, our, in our business of philanthropy, there are a lot of women who work um, throughout the organizations, but you don't see a lot of women in leadership roles. And I think that is an important new step for Erie. We also have a new um, woman at leading United Way, so we're, we're making real progress in that area. All right, terrific. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about some specific initiatives of the Erie Community Foundation, uh, some with a long view, some trying to spark the next generation of support. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Today we're getting an update on the Erie Community Foundation from its new president and CEO, Karen Billowith. So we're going to get into specifics uh, about how the foundation goes about encouraging philanthropy and how those dollars are put to work here. But first, there's a place on your website I saw that asks, why work with us? So in short, what's the answer? 
Well, really, as I, I, as I said previously, because we work with so many nonprofits in the community, we really have our pulse, um, you know, the pulse of the community, what's happening, what the needs are, and what organizations are truly effective in helping address issues. So we can help donors identify the causes that they care about and the organizations. We also make it super easy. Um, our staff is um, friendly, helpful, and we can work with donors at many different levels, which I think is really important. So I always like to think about it as you don't have to be a millionaire to uh, be philanthropic, and we can help donors at multiple levels. So let's talk about the Erie Community Foundation's um, Helping Today, Shaping Tomorrow grant making. What's that really all about? So the Helping Today is really our foundational grant making program. It, historically, that's uh, what we've always done, and that's really being responsive to community needs. So we have, um, on our website, we have Vital Signs, which is a community indicator project where we help work with lots of community partners to identify needs. And then the nonprofits that apply through that program are addressing those needs in a variety of different ways. So those are the things that people often think about when they think about philanthropy, you know, housing, education, um, all different types of services. And then our Shaping Tomorrow grew out of our desire as an organization to want to be able to give some larger grants, maybe over multiple years, that could be transformational to the organizations. And that means we'll make a larger commitment. We will um, ask for identified outcomes. And hopefully, those projects also spur some collaboration in the community. So that really has a longer view of trying to solve bigger problems. Exactly. So as, as an organization, we think about, OK, we want to make progress on these indicators. And in order to do that, we have to find additional ways. So that really came from that. I think if people weren't aware of the kinds of things that the Erie Community Foundation did, Erie Gives is really an idea that took off here and really engaged people in that idea that you don't have to be a millionaire to, to give. Um, so let's take a look at a little bit of video uh, of Erie Gives here. It's, I know, not unique to have a one-day donation event uh, for some philanthropic organizations, but why do you think it's worked so, so well here and maybe engaged younger people in giving? I have to go back to say that one of the things that makes a community foundation successful is having people who really love their community. And Erie Gives is such a good example of that. So it allows people to give back in a way that's easy and it can be at, at any level. And we know across the country the trends are that younger people like to have a way that's very fast to give. They want to give to specific organizations. So we just provide the platform for that. And because we get so much good coverage of Erie Gives, we're able to help all of our nonprofits take part in this easy way to facilitate giving. Yeah, and so if people are giving typically to specific causes that they're interested in, they maybe focus their giving on that one day, or maybe they give on that day and give again another time as well. I know it takes your whole team to make this work. You, you sent us a couple of pictures to kind of show the, the team, I guess, celebrating the day. So uh, again, you kind of had a record-setting year, I think, this past year, although you're too new to have seen this happen, right? It is true that I'm, I'm too new, but I'm really proud. We, had, we did break all records over $7 million. And just to give you a comparison, we did a similar day in Idaho called Idaho Gives. And 
we raised $3 million, and that was for a statewide um, program. So Erie is truly unique and special and should be really proud of this success. All right, let's quickly just explain uh, the donor funds that the foundation has and the scholarship funds as well. So we work with donors, um, you know, each donor comes to us with a different approach and a different way that they like to give. And we're able to help them to say, hey, would you like to make recommendations to us every year about the organizations that you'd like to support? Would you like to support a more general area of giving or would you like to do a scholarship? So no matter what the donor's passion is, we can help develop a fund that will um, support that passion. So we're really the facilitator of whatever their interest is and they can be hands-on or they can be completely hands-off. A lot of our donors say we trust Erie Community Foundation to support children and families and um, you know in that case they might give through their estate or they might even give while they're living so I like to think about it as we can actively support donors while they're living and also create their legacy to support the, um, the organizations that they care about after they're gone. And just in terms of holding those funds at the foundation or investing them in a way that they can grow, I mean, do you have any unique magic to make that grow <laughs> more than if it was somewhere else? Well, I wish that we had a crystal ball, but we do have a, um, an expert investment committee, so we develop our investment portfolio for the long term. So what we're doing with many of our funds, or most of our funds, is creating endowments in the donor's name or in the name that they choose. And those are invested really carefully so that they will grow over time and still allow us to give from those funds every year. And that's a very different approach than how you might think about your retirement account or your individual investment. But we're here forever, so we have to be careful to preserve funds for the future. I know in recent years the Erie Community Foundation ushered in an era of what you call transformational philanthropy and we're going to hear what Karen thinks about that when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back again to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. My guest is Karen Billowith, the first female president and CEO of the Erie Community Foundation. So there really was a, a shift in thinking. Again, we're talking about what happened before you got here, but to a model of transformational philanthropy here at the Erie Community Foundation. I think you've already really alluded to that when you talk about how uh, the different sectors of the community are working together. So. Uh, what does that really mean when you talk about transformational philanthropy? So you asked me earlier what were the things that drew me to Erie into this position and honestly this is one of the things that was really exciting. We at the Erie Community Foundation have worked with a generous donor and other community partners to create this transformational grant program where we look for projects that um, are going to help transform the community and we also look for projects that there are other significant investors in so that the community foundation isn't the only um, grantor but also that creates a sustainability plan and the, the projects are really focused on things that are going to not only help transform our downtown area or our communities but help create pathways for people to benefit from that transformation. 
And a really good example of that is a recent grant that we gave to the Children's Museum. So the Children's Museum is expanding, and, but they're doing it in the heart of downtown, so it's part of the economic revitalization. But it's also going to help families because we're going to have this you know, world-class resource for families in our community. So it's doing two things at once, and it has um, significant support not only from the Erie Community Foundation, but from private donors and then the state as well. So it's a really good example of what the program is intended to do. I know part of that transformational thinking, too, is the We Believe in Erie Fund that, uh, from what I read, is really designed to bridge the gaps of economic and racial divide. So can you give us some concrete examples of whether that is working? Again, we have some, some photos related to this uh, topic. This, the We Believe in Erie Fund is a new initiative that is designed to as I said, create the pathways for the residents in the Erie community to participate in all of the economic revitalization. So it will support students and community residents to, um, in apprenticeship, in school, in educational programs. And the goal is really that people will be trained and educated to um, participate in the jobs that exist in Erie and stay in Erie. So we're really promoting not only good outcomes for individuals, but good outcomes for our community. And as we saw there, the Greater Erie Economic Development Corporation um, obviously committed some money, the Erie Community Foundation, each committing a million dollars to this fund, but you were setting out to raise additional funds as well. So how's that going? We are very close to our goal, just about $100,000 shy um, of the million dollar goal. We had a donor come forward with a match. So this last push will be getting matched dollar for dollar. And in addition to some of the large organizations and donors who have contributed to this effort, anybody can give just like Erie gives. And that's another way to um, promote and inspire collective philanthropy in our area. And again, you're focusing on uh, racial equity here too, to make sure that everybody has the same opportunities. We are, but it, it's more, it's not just racial equity, it's really um, equity generally, because in our community we see challenges in different areas based on you know, poverty, education, racial, so it's equity more generally that's really important for our community. And certainly not just for the center city or the urban core, I guess, as we like to say, but really all of Erie County? Absolutely. All right, well, when we come back, we're going to ask Karen Billowith for her vision for the future, maybe some ideas that the Erie Community Foundation isn't doing yet that it should be. Stay with us. Welcome back again to The Insider. We have been talking with Karen Billowith, President and CEO of the Erie Community Foundation. So what ideas do you have up your sleeve? What is your vision for the Erie community that might be something uh, you've done somewhere else that hasn't happened here yet in Erie? The vision is really to build on this really solid foundation that we have and find new ways to expand our Shaping Tomorrow and our transformational philanthropy programs. We will always be an organization that supports the Helping Today program, but our opportunities are really to continue to identify and create new partnerships. And there are so many opportunities 
presenting right now in Erie um, in terms of the economic revitalization, the growth. And I think it's really important for us to consider how that goes beyond just the downtown core. And so we can do that through our regional affiliates um, and through our other funds that are helping to really inspire and promote philanthropy. So I do think our biggest challenge and also opportunity is to get more people involved in giving. That's a challenge for every nonprofit organization, but we have a unique role in philanthropy. And unless we um, inspire that next generation, we will come to a plateau and that's, you know, we don't want to see that happen. So I think that's where I will take our organization, um, working in partnership with our board and our community partners to really just continue to push forward in new ways to inspire giving. I haven't asked you yet to weigh in on um, the work of the Erie Downtown Development Corporation, but when you say community partners, I have a feeling that you're thinking of some of those folks that are doing very visible, very tangible kinds of things. Also the work of um, restoring all of those historic mansions and, and starting that fund to make sure they stay in good shape in perpetuity. So uh, your reflections on maybe those two big developmental mm -hmm. things going on downtown? Again, those are two of the key things that really inspired me to come to Erie. The work of EDDC is, is very strategic, and I think we all saw that over the past couple weeks as the food hall opened and you see people going into shops downtown. So being a part of that for the Erie Community Foundation is, is critically important. And the same thing with the renovations in, um, along 6th Street. Being a part of that helps us become, um, you know, just part of, we are an institution that is really important in the community and this is just part of our evolution. Uh, so I haven't left you much time to answer this question, but I mean, how important is a contributor like Tom Hagen to the Erie region and to the work of the Erie Community Foundation? I have to say that he is, first of all, just delightful as a person, but I don't know that we, I know that in Erie we appreciate his generosity and his vision for our community. I don't know if we know how unique it is. And that's very special. And having worked in so many other communities, we have our very own um, philanthropist who is making history and will be remembered forever because of that. Just like, you know, Andrew Carnegie and other really famous philanthropists, Tom Hagen is our, is Erie's own. So last question, you talked about getting more people engaged, engaged in uh, giving if they've been inspired just by hearing you talk about this. Mm -hmm. What's the best way for them to get started? To go to your website, to give the Community Foundation a call? Either, either will work. I think our website is filled with really great information and we have information on our regional affiliates, on the Women's Fund, on the LGBT Fund, so people can find the things that they're uniquely interested in and um, give through the website, call us, we're pretty friendly and open. <laughs> well, you've been in Idaho, so I hope you're ready for an eerie winter. <laughs> I love snow. I've been, I've been telling people that so that they know that I won't um, be dismayed when, when the snow starts to fall. But yes, I'm, I'm ready for the winter. Well, Karen, it's been great meeting you and talking with you. As always, thank you for joining us here on The Insider. If you have an idea you'd like us to explore, just email me at ladams at erienewsnow.com and join us again next time for The Insider.